bus. Good evening, everybody. Very nice to see you here this evening. I wonder if I asked you a very probing question to start with tonight, what your favourite Christmas carol was. I wonder what you would say, what your favourite Christmas carol was. There was a time uh, when I didn't think I'd had Christmas until i had heard Silent Night, and in particular, until I'd heard Stevie Nicks' version of Silent Night. Um, I'm picking that if I ask Chris Scott what his favourite Christmas carol is, he'll say his wife, um, potentially. But if you're, if you're not married to a, a carol, what would you say is your favourite Christmas carol? Uh, little Drummer Boy, any Little Drummer Boy fans out there? Little Drummer Boy, no, no takers? Yes, Kelly, you're a Little Drummer Boy. Bob Seger's version, perhaps? No. Johnny Cash's version, perhaps? That's a great... Has anybody heard the Johnny Cash? Yeah, there we go. Um, any other takers? Boney M's, Mary Boy Child, Mary's Boy Child. I think... There you go, Sally, yeah. I'm picking that if I did a poll now, how many of you will put your hands up for Oh Holy Night? Any takers for Oh Holy Night, your favourite Christmas carol? Yeah, it's got to be up there, doesn't it? Oh Holy Night. We... The crew, the splendid crew in red and one in green, I might notice. <laughs> Not wanting to draw any attention to anybody in particular. They sang that beautifully before, we, before our service began. And Oh Holy Night, I think, is there a better hymn to sing on Christmas Eve? Uh, oh Holy Night, the stars are brightly shining. It is the night of our dear Saviour's birth. Long lay the world in sin and error pining. Till he appeared and the soul felt its worth. A thrill of hope, the weary world rejoices. Isn't that a line for us today? The weary world rejoices. For yonder breaks a new and glorious morn. Fall on your knees, O hear the angel voices. O night divine, O night when Christ was born. Now there's a lot of reference to, to stars and light in that. I'm not sure if 530... Uh, in Dunedin in the middle of summer, is, there's too much uh, starlight happening, but there's a lot of reference to light uh, in Old Holy Night, and it nicely connects us with the gospel reading that Carlos uh, just read for us from John's gospel. And in First John, in John chapter 1, verse 9, we read the following, "'The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world,' He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. And it's this point in the gospel where O Holy Night starts to drift away from what Scripture actually records as to what happens. Uh, o Holy Night talks about a thrill of hope, the weary world rejoices. I like to think that would be so. Hundreds of millions of people around the globe over the next 48 hours, are going to be celebrating Christ's birth. But for John, there is a stark reality described in verse 9 that states, the world was made through him, but the world did not recognize him or receive him. The world didn't recognize him or receive him. How could this be? Well, Christmas Eve reminds us that in Jesus, the true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world, and John's gospel sets up a number of contrasts between belief and unbelief, between life and death, and here, 
between light and darkness. Darkness was the metaphor for the world apart from God, unable to see God. A world who was struggling to recognize God when he shows up in person. Darkness at an individual level meant a lack of understanding or worse, a commitment to a shadowy world of falsehoods. But in Jesus, the true word, the true light and illumination has come into the world that not only brought understanding, but John says it actually brought life. Now, if we think for a moment, what's going on around the globe at the moment as country after country are going back into lockdown because of COVID-19, and, and my heart goes out to our family and friends in England and Australia and many countries around the world, they'll be unable to gather to worship together. There is this pervading sense of darkness uh, around so much of the globe at the moment. This week I was reminded of the Watership Down theme, Bright Eyes, and uh, the words for that Art Garfunkel's song, is it a kind of dream floating out of the tide, following the river of death downstream? Is it a dream? There's a fog along the horizon, a strange glow in the sky, and nobody seems to know where you go and what does it mean? Is it a dream? But it's not a dream. It's not a dream. What's happening in our globe right now is not a dream. The world, of course, is telling us there's hope on the horizon, hope in technology, hoping a vaccine, that's going to be the answer to all our problems. But John's gospel encourages us to look elsewhere for our hope. John's gospel looks towards Christ coming amongst us, the creator of life and light. Listen to verse 2. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. That's where our hope comes from. That's where our ultimate hope comes from. The darkness does not overcome the light. Darkness, of course, comes in many forms. Broken relationships can bring some of our darkest moments in life. When someone we love turns their back on us, a darkness can grip us. Sometimes that internal darkness can be born in our hearts in terms of anger and bitterness and hatred. Darkness can be born in the hearts of us through our pride, through our absence of hope. There are many ways in which darkness can pervade our life. Death of a loved one can shade us into darkness. And Jesus comes into every area of these life, shining his light into our life if we open our hearts to his. But sadly, as happened 2,000 years ago, all too often we don't recognize the lights. Verse 11, he came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. The world didn't recognize him, and so the world didn't receive him. Jesus came to his own, to Israel, but they didn't recognize him. They saw only Joseph's son, a carpenter's son. They spurned him, they judged him, they mocked him, they rejected him, and ultimately they crucified him. Three chapters on, we read in John 3, 19, this is the verdict, light has come into the world, but people love darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil. Everyone who does evil hates the light 
and will not come into the light for fear of their deeds will be exposed. But whoever lives by the truth comes into the light so that it may be seen plainly that what they have done has been done in the sight of God's. Could that be us today? Could that be you today? Where you step back from the light of Christ because actually the life that you've shaped for yourself is too enticing and too hard to let go of. We fail to come into the light because of the darkness that holds us captive. We actually love the darkness, John says, more than the light because we're afraid of being exposed. But John says back in chapter 1 in verse 12, Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God's. What a great gift that's on offer. To those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God's. He goes on to say, children not born of natural descent, nor of a human decision or a husband's will, but born of God's. What the message of Christmas offers us, the message of God coming to earth as a man, Jesus, is not some philosophical answer to a philosophical question. No, this is life in its fullness offered to all who believe in his name. Fifty-three years ago, I was, a long time ago now, I was born of natural descent to June and Stan Crossan. And Dr. Baker contacted my father. He was nowhere near the pregnancy. This is not, or he was near the pregnancy. He was nowhere near the birth. And uh, so Dr. Baker rang up my father and said, Stan, it's another boy. Number six, and I'm sure Dad, oh, another boy, you know. Number six in the line. Uh, I was dressed in dresses for, you know, about the first 10 years of my life. I'm sure if, if one of my brothers had been a, a girl, I wouldn't have arrived. But 28 years after my physical birth, Don Smith, the curate in an Anglican church in Finsbury Park, introduced me to the Lord Jesus Christ. And he said, Stu, if you want to make sense of your life, you need to understand who it is that Jesus is. And you need to allow him to take control of your life. And I was born from above. God poured his love into my heart through the Holy Spirit. And I was born. I was born again. And I experienced the gift that is often at Christmas. I was born from God's. To those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision or a husband's will, but born of God's. He goes on to say, the word became flesh, and he made his dwelling amongst us. We've seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. I've come to see the light of the gospel that in this one verse is enough to live my whole life by, to shape my whole life around the truth that God has come amongst us, the word has made his dwelling amongst us in Jesus Christ. We've seen his glory full of grace and truth. I shape my life around it. I shape my family 
around that one gospel truth. God has come in the flesh. The word who spoke the universe into existence has come to live on earth more, so much more. He has lived and died and rose again so that his life, eternal life, might be yours, that you could be lifted from the darkness into the light and be born from above. That's what Christmas is about. Not just God coming amongst us, but the offer of eternal life for every person. And that's why the angel said, joy, joy is yours. God will pour his life into your heart just as he poured his life into my heart through the gift of the Holy Spirit. Not striving to please, not straining to be good, but resting in his grace and truth, living your life in the light of his grace and truth. Allowing the old life of sin and pride and shame and guilt to fall away, replaced by the new life in Christ. What joy, what freedom, what peace to know that new life. The first author of O Holy Night, Placide Capit, in 1843, put it this way. Midnight Christians, it is the solemn hour when God as man descended unto us to erase the stain of original sin. And to end the wrath of his father, the entire world thrills with hope. On this night, he gives it a savior. People on your knees, await your deliverance. Christmas, Christmas, here is the Redeemer. Christmas, Christmas, here is the Redeemer. Or as Jesus put it, I'm the light of the world. I'm the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness but we'll have the light of life. For many people this year, it's been a hard year. Maybe that's been your experience. It's been a tough year. It's been a struggle. And this Christmas, God would want you to know the true light has come in his son, the Lord Jesus, and he shines light. As you yield your life to him, she shines the light of Christ into your heart. Christmas reminds us that there is a fullness of life on offer. The true light has come, and his name is Jesus. Let's bow our heads and our hearts in prayer. Lord God, as we gather in your name tonight, as we gather to celebrate this wonderful truth that John testifies to, that you, God, have come amongst us in your Son, the Lord Jesus. And we thank you that you offer us a fullness of life, a life that is full of light, a full of peace and full of joy as we yield our life to yours. And so I pray for each of us, regardless of what the year has been, that in this moment in time, by your grace and by your truth, you administer your light into our hearts, dispelling darkness where there are shadows of darkness and bringing life where there were seeds of death, that you would bring resurrection life even now by your grace. We thank you, Lord, for the joy of Christmas. We thank you for the wonder of Christmas. We thank you that we find it. We meet it. We meet you in your Son. Meet us this season, we pray, in Jesus' name and for your glory. Amen.